So your sister runs the social media. Yeah, she uh, she kills it. She's got that. She's got that special eye. And I don't. I don't. You want don't. Any, I don't want anything to do with the social hold, media. Hold that mic right up at your mouth. That's not my yeah. thing. My bad. Hey, I had a Rocco's donut for the first time the other day. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. yesterday. I heard maple bacon. Who brought it in? Uh, Pastor Jerry. Okay. Oh, that's right. He was. I've met with yeah. him. That's why. I'm like. How'd you guys yeah, okay, dude. That's right, who's there? That maple bacon. I love maple maple bacon donuts. I have, actually, had one today. Did you? Yeah. Do you eat a donut every day? No, not every day. No. I go through seasons. I'll like. I'll take. I'll take time off, but there's times <laughs> where I'll go like three days a week. Uh huh. Like in December, I think I knew I was like, this is the time to eat. I gotta. I'm Ugh. fasting in January, so <laughs> I'm like, having as many donuts as possible. Yeah, I was like trying to hit a PR on bench and. Uh, so I was stuffing my. Did you hit it? Uh, I hit one for reps. I hit two twenty five for eleven. All right, but uh, good for you. I I didn't get the one rep max, so good. good. Well, everybody, this is Vinny Estrella, the founder of Rocco's Donuts, which is a very successful brand and donut shop here in Massachusetts. So, Vinny, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Keaton. Hey, so what I'd like you own a donut shop, delicious donuts. Sure do. Tell us about yourself. How'd you get into the donut business? Who are you? Just what do the people need to know about your donut shop? Yeah. So as, uh, as you said, my name is Vinny, um, born and raised in the Worcester, Massachusetts area. Um, me and my dad started, uh, Rocco's donut company five years ago. Uh, before that we were in the like branding business, we did uh logo design, um, like t-shirts all, and stuff. Yeah. yeah t-shirts, yeah. all different kinds of apparel. Um, so we were always working with other brands and, um, kind of critiquing what they were doing. They mm-hmm. bring us their logo and, uh, we always kind of took it a little bit further than that. We're like, I don't know if this logo is any good. Is this, what are they really doing with this thing? And over time we kind of feel like we got good at. You know, if we were to create something outside of just creating things for other people, what would yeah. that be? Yeah. And um, as a side note, which leads to the, the donut piece. Um, so we named the business Rocco's Donut Company because uh-huh. my grandfather, my dad's dad, his name was Rocco. And he was involved. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. he, was, he was involved with Dunkin' Donuts when there were nine stores. Wow. So... We had like this family history of donuts, mm-hmm. and over time, Duncan's has kind of changed um, their model. They, oh yeah, they don't have the same donuts they had. Then. No, we always say like if if Papa had been around for um, what Duncan's is doing now, he'd probably like. Lose oh, his he'd mind. probably mad. He'd they, lose his mind because they're kind of like a breakfast spot now with they're cheap like, breakfast. Fast food, coffee, yeah. drive through. Um, yeah. And uh, with fancy, they're trying to be like half Starbucks, half McDonald's, yeah, half they, donut shop. I don't know. They're trying their best. They're uh, out here everywhere, though. Yeah. They're, yeah. Hey, look, killer business. Um, and actually, that's what we were always talking about. My family would always be like, oh, man, if what if Papa had stayed with Duncan's throughout the years? Yeah. Like, what would what would life look like? <laughs> and uh, because, you know, going from nine stores to where they are now global, yeah. that's that's crazy. So we always had this family like talk about that. And uh, it just so happened that a few, I mean, six, seven years ago, we were having like random 
you go on vacation and that's when all the ideas come about. So my family was on a family vacation Mm -hmm. and, uh, we had been like, I had been to a few like fancier donut shops on the West coast. Yeah. My sister had been to a few and I were like, it'd be pretty cool if we had something around here in this area. And, um, we ended up because we're in the branding business, made a logo and then sat on it for a little while. And, um, finally we were just like, is this something we actually want to do? Like, could we pull the trigger on this? And so we ended up renting a space right up the street from our um, print shop. We went and bought out a bunch of used equipment from this uh, donut shop that went out of business in Vermont and uh, put it there and then started hyping up this idea that we're going to bring specialty gourmet donuts to the Worcester area. And uh, for about six months, we were hyping up this idea. Before you'd even made a donut. Oh, we had no clue how to make a donut. <laughs> and that's, I think, the the funniest part of the story yeah. is that we um, we had this hype train going of, you know, we're going to have these things and we're going to, you know, best donuts you've ever seen. And meanwhile, we're like, I hope we do have the best donuts you've ever seen. <laughs> um, and ultimately, we, uh, we got together with, we were very fortunate. Um, we were, we got hooked up with. Um, this guy who was, had owned bakeries his entire life, he was two weeks away from retiring Mm -hmm. and he actually offered to come train us on how to do what he like do donuts. Wow. And, uh, a lot of people don't really make donuts from scratch anymore. They're really, a a lot of donut shops will use like a frozen product like Dunkin's. So, um, a lot of times they're making that stuff in like a giant warehouse and then they're freezing them. And so when they get like delivered to, um, a store they're they're like a frozen product and you can kind of taste it that's 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 why they're different and they're yeah. tiny but um anyways, that's disappointing yeah it's kind of sad well <laughs> but you make them from scratch yeah so we uh we got to we got to get his knowledge two weeks before he was like out of here for good he was moving up to maine he's like i'm retiring i'm done um but he showed us everything that we know and we opened that first store in Millbury in uh, spring of 2018. And people told us, hey, you guys should do a soft opening. Like, you don't know if you're going to be able to really handle, like, like the whole process like or volume whatever. and all volume, the customers. All that yeah. stuff. And yeah. we were just like, no way, man. We're opening on a Saturday when everyone's got the day <laughs> off. And we've been hyping this thing up for six months. And we want a line. We did. Yeah. And so that's what happened. We had a line like down the street and that's really, yeah, that store is in a neighborhood too. So we had people parking on like people's lawn, not lawns, but like up right near their house. We had like the police showing up saying like nothing. Like they were just like, what's going on here. Um, and so it was like this big ordeal and we sold out real fast. Part of that was we didn't know what to expect. Um, but really quickly we realized, Hey, I think we're onto something here with this brand. Yeah, and, uh, I'm like super curious. Yeah. One, I don't know who gave you the advice. If you're building a brand, you want a line. Yep. That I I don't know much about branding, but I know that's obvious. Yep. But like, how did you create that much hype about a donut before you'd even made a donut? Like, how'd you do that? Oof. I feel like part of it was right time, right place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, social media was we had a we had a Facebook and we had an Instagram. So this was also before TikTok. Okay. Um but we were heavy on Instagram mm-hmm. and um we Like all, what were you say, what were you putting on there? We were we had 
a lot of stuff like related to um, our coffee. So we worked with a local roaster um, about with um, to develop a coffee. So we were posting about that. Mm-hmm. And full transparency, we were just posting some other people's donuts, hyping up, <laughs> hyping up this thing. A little bit of uh, fake it till you make it action. Um, and we were like, you know what? We're just going to make sure that these donuts look like what they were doing. So that's kind of genius. Yeah. But. And I would say we um, we didn't post too much of like other people's stuff. Ultimately, we um, we had a real push that that first month leading up to it because that's mm-hmm. when we actually started making stuff. Yeah. And so we had a lot of our own stuff to post yeah. um, a month leading up to it. Um, but, you know, I think part of it was just. I don't even know, like <laughs> some of it was just like we were very fortunate yeah very blessed that it went off but we also were hustling like yeah we were we were setting up it's funny how those two things go together yeah yeah i don't think god blesses just sitting on the laziness couch. yeah sure doesn't so uh we were you know ru- and we were running the other business full-time and so uh the printing business the printing branding business. yeah and um so i mean we would set up in front of like we would go to different things i remember this one time we we're in front of um auburn high school and we just had our big banner out. We didn't have any donuts. We were just like handing out our coffee and just trying to like get people used to this idea. And we were telling people, hey, we're going to have specialty donuts. We're going to be over here in this, you know, town, just a town over. Yeah. And um, for the most part, people were like, good luck. Like, <laughs> probably not going to do that yeah. good. Don't, don't you know that like yeah. you got this donut shop and that donut shop and you're going to yeah. compete with Dunkin's? And we're like, ah, you know, it's going to be different than that. But. Uh, you had a lot of people, um, I remember being kind of naysayers about it. Like, yeah, of course. Hey, you, like, you sure that's a good idea and all these things? And I feel like that just gave us more fuel to mm. say, hey, we got to prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah. And we have to prove ourselves right. Yeah. Over time, it's now become, with more success, not too many people are saying you're not going to succeed. Now we have to prove people right because people are like, wow, you guys are going to be really big. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shoot, now we gotta, now we really gotta, <laughs> now you got a different problem. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's kind of gone to the other side of the spectrum. What uh, was your logo is amazing, by the way. The, yeah. You brought the, there were donuts here at work that somebody had brought in. The packaging was incredible. Thank you. Um, there's a very clean, I've got like an apple feel. Yes. You know how Apple spends an unnecessary amount of time on making the packaging I got like an Apple feel. Opening, Opening up that, an iPhone is so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. But your donut box, I'm like, wow. Yeah. These are gourmet. Yeah. Um, the 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 logo is really cool. Thank um, you. good job there. The um, when we fr- so that box is actually a refresh. Um, we launched that box this October. Mm-hmm. Before that, so this was part of I think what brought a lot of people to us was the first box we had was a pizza box. Wait, no way. Yeah, so it was a brown pizza box, and it had the big Rocco's Donut Company logo on it. Yeah. And that was one of the big things that people would talk about. It's like, hey, the donuts are awesome, but also they come in a pizza box, which is really cool, because everyone was like, oh, what kind of pizza you got? And you'd open yeah. it up, and you'd it's have donuts, donuts in there. That is genius. Yeah. That's that, Uh, uh, what was the popsicle you were telling me about? The popsicle effect. Oh, from uh, that hotel. Yeah, Power Moments book. Um, Yeah, so that just that idea of like what is memorable about it. Yeah, and pizza box. Yeah, it was a pizza box. Genius. And so it's it was also I feel like that was a piece of that is like you're giving people a talking point. Yeah. Like hey, you got to try this thing. Like they're really good, but also 
hey, they come in like this really cool like box. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we, we ran with that packaging for the first four and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then we started creating donuts that were like taller and taller. And we're like, you know what? These boxes are, they're cool, but they're not functional anymore. Right. They were a little bit too shallow. Right. Um, and yeah, we, we specifically went with like that black sleek box. I think it's same idea. People are like, what's in that? Yeah. It's in that like. It's a nice box. Yeah. It's not like a, it doesn't have that little plastic thing or whatever. Totally. The like see-through donut box or whatever. Oh yeah. With the little windows. Um, well, so people, especially Gen Z, they really want to be people who start stuff, um, start businesses and be very financially successful. Yeah. Um, but starting a business, I mean, or a lot of people, they want to start a brand or they want to be influencers and they look at starting an, a business that has uh, high overhead and high capital, mm-hmm. like a donut shop. You have to have stuff to make donuts and a physical space. And um, how much capital roughly you don't have to give us exact numbers but did you have to have a lot of capital up front to be able to do this or were you guys just you had so much momentum for your brand and a lot of good luck or how did what what was that how to get started yeah so i would say here's what we did we had another business so we took out a loan Mm -hmm. on that business Mm, to fund rocco's okay um i i want to say it was about fifty thousand dollars that we took out as a yeah. loan. But in your other business was producing what in revenue? We're doing like half a million a year. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So about a tenth of your revenue. Yeah. Okay. Nothing crazy. Yeah. And that business had a lot of overhead, a lot of expenses. So yeah. um, it was, uh, um, we're not in that business anymore because right. this business makes more money. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was. Donuts are way better than whatever else you were doing. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, but it served as one, we made mm-hmm. a lot of mistakes in that, in that last business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. we learned a lot on like what not to do in yeah. business. Don't buy too much stuff before you really need it. Yeah. Don't yeah. rent a huge space that you don't really need. If you yeah. can get it done yeah. without doing that. It was funny. So, um, I remember I learned that from somebody, um, for this podcast, because I was looking at all the expensive equipment. I was yep. like, I'm going to drop a thousand dollars. Yeah. And then so, one day I was like, well, when I start, I'm going to have two listeners. That's going to be mom and dad. I'm not spending a thousand dollars for real for mom and dad to listen to the podcast. Yeah. You know, I was like, all right, I will start with a small microphone. I'll plug it into my computer. Totally. And we'll start there. Could have yeah. started with a. I'm glad I didn't have to learn that the expensive way. Right. Yeah, that's true. The AirPods would have been good too. But genius. So yeah. you learn from your first to get your second going. Yeah. So we launched that. So I'd say with that 50 grand, we bought all used equipment. We didn't buy one thing new. Yeah. Um, we rented a really small space that already had some infrastructure in it. Yeah. It already had a vent hood. It already had um, like most of the plumbing we needed. It already had the electrical. Yeah. Um, and going forward, we always look for something that's like secondhand um in terms of like the space yeah, yeah, because that's a huge expense to right. put in. You got to run, like you have to have sinks, you have to have, um, the dreaded word grease traps. These are things like you <laughs> yeah. have to have as a restaurant yeah. and they're expensive if they don't, if they're not already in place. Yeah. And so, um, we found this small little hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the greatest location, but we knew like, Hey, if we're going to make it, we're going to make it on, us marketing it and drawing people to us right and so this place like i said is in a neighborhood it's Mm -hmm. it's still our first store and it's got that kind of charm yeah it's not 
the rent's not astronomical. Yeah. Um, and we were able to make it work. But when we, so we bought all that equipment, we built out what we had to, we got our signs. And when we opened, we legit were down to, I want to say like under a thousand dollars. And we were like. Of the loan. Oh, that's every, what you had left. Tell you what, yeah. when we hired everybody uh-huh. to start, we were like, we better make money this week because <laughs> otherwise we're closing. Yeah, we're not hitting payroll. Yep, exactly. Right, so you had people hired before you had the, oh. you, it wasn't just you and your dad just in the back cranking oh, away. Oh no, Keaton, we, no, were, you... we were sweating. <laughs> we were sweating. Um, no, so I was uh, I was working in it full time at, at the start. We actually pulled one of our guys from the screen printing business to be like, hey, how do you feel about being a, a baker? Um, <laughs> big career change. And then it was a bunch. Yeah. And there was a bunch of family. So for the first three months, I didn't take a pay. My dad didn't take a pay. Um, we just hired exactly what we needed and it was just, wow. Good move. Yeah. So, um, the crazy part is it was a lot of hard work. So ultimately it was great that opening day was that busy. We were able to be like, okay, we can pay people. This is going to, yeah. we think this is going to be good. How was day two? Oh, dude, it was bonkers for two months. Was it really? Oh, bo- no so it wasn't li- just a launch and drop. No was- lie. We had people a month in setting up like chairs outside the store, waiting in line like it was Black Friday of Dang. like 2004. And I was like, I can't be- like, I cannot believe this because and because we sold out. Yeah. It, it just caused this cycle of hype to continue where we didn't even have to hype it anymore. Now yeah. you just had this thing spreading like a virus that you would want to catch. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Where people were just like, you got to get there early. You're mm-hmm. not going to believe these donuts are so big. Yeah. You got to see the line. And so everybody else started telling our story for us yeah. to the point where the customer has been our marketing. Wow. Um, and that that's like... I feel like that's in Malcolm Gladwell's uh, Tipping Point. Yeah. Uh, have you read that book? I have not. Uh, so there's is basically how do small things become big things? Mm-hmm. You need three people, and one of them is the the people who are they talk about the brand enough that it suddenly it spreads everywhere and it just takes off. Yeah. I think he calls them mavens. I think. Maven. Maybe I'll have to remember, but that's how big small things become big things. Yeah, it just kind of takes on what you a just life said. of their own. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, how many employees do you have now? Uh, we're about 30 employees right 30, now. And you, you opened in 2018, what month? March of 2018. So you're coming up on five years. Yep. Five years. Birth, yeah. uh, five year birthday. And they say, I forget what the exact stat is, but most businesses that fail, mm-hmm. fail within the first five years. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so, um, we're you definitely, get, so you're doing good. We're definitely not gonna. We're definitely not gonna fail. But yeah. uh, it's cool to to hit that five year mark because I feel like it was. It feels like it was yesterday that we. Uh, that you started. We got launching this thing. Well, yeah. yeah, and you've mentioned a few things that you guys have done. I know you were working the two jobs for a little bit. Yep. And then you got to go full time at the donut shop. But you said you guys were working really, really, really hard. Yep. You didn't take a salary, so you could pour money back into the business to make sure that it takes off. Um, and I imagine there was probably a lot of other things that going through launching this business, you didn't know how to handle at the time, but now coming back, you're like, okay, we're, we're okay. We made it through. We learned a lot and we've been successful. Do you think that's fair? Totally. There's so many things we didn't know. Like 
even just dealing with the town, like municipalities and like <laughs> different things <laughs> yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. do to like make sure that you're, you know, with the with the board of health and with the building department and um, all those things. It was like, hey, we just want to like sell donuts. It's like, yeah. okay, well, you do know that you're gonna have to follow this these procedures when mm-hmm. it comes to this and yeah. Um, so many things in that first year we're learning, and it's funny now. You know, we we opened up our second store a year to the day. Mm-hmm almost a year to the day i think it was spring of 2019 we opened our second store yeah we opened our third store last uh last february um so we actually just hit our one year mark on that third store yep and um now you're doing like some pop-up shops and stuff doing pop-ups yeah you might have a fourth location yeah we're we're pushing for it. We're in, we're in talks right now for, for a wow. location. Wow. And so we'll see how that pans out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's cool though, because now that we have gone through, um, now we know what we're doing. Like now we know what we're doing. Yeah. Now it's just like, Hey, we can learn from, we've learned from everything mm-hmm. and we've been able to streamline even opening up a store, like exactly yeah. what it takes. Like we could right. get, we could get a store open pretty quick right. if it's the right spot mm-hmm. versus thinking like, like there's nothing that's gonna come out of the blue, like, and that's just what comes with reps. Yeah, and uh, it's an experience. Good, it's a good feeling. Well, so one of the things though that you had said that I, I really really liked when we were talking about even before I before I'd even had you, thought about asking you to come on the podcast is you you had said like yeah we sell donuts but I'm in the people development business yeah and so I wanted to kind of pick your mind about that because I thought that was so interesting. You're like. Donuts is how the business makes money, but the business thrives because I'm in the people development business. Yeah. So could you explain kind of your philosophy or your your mentality behind that and then how you make that happen? Yeah. Because that was a great point. Uh, yeah, I've I've been saying that a lot. People will say, um, you know, hey, what's your favorite donut? Mm-hmm. Like, do you guys think that you sell the best donuts or what do you think of this donut shop? And mm-hmm. that's a very normal question for me to get. And I don't. I'm like happy to answer it. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, I like this donut, whatever. But I always like to go back to like my goal is to build a great organization. Yeah. Like ultimately I would love for that to be what Rocco's is known for. Yeah. And a great organization is built on great people and mm-hmm. building great yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's really, you know, I say, I would say that pivot happened about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Once we realized, okay, you know what? We're going to keep selling donuts. That's We sell donuts. We sell coffee. Yeah. We're going to continue to grow. But if we want yeah. to grow and have a healthy company, yeah. we got to really learn some stuff and double down on how do we develop and how do we uh, recruit, hire, train, and like retain, yeah, retain. great, great people. Yeah. And... Um, it's not always about the people. A lot of times you can get a great person in, but you could ruin a great person by being a horrendous leader. Right, right. Yes, so, that's so true. Yeah, like, yeah. cool, you, 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 you recruited someone so good and then you, like, turned yeah. them into someone that, like, just doesn't work well and yeah. it's not their fault, it's your fault. And I think yeah. that's one of the great things is, like, as a leader, being able to point back to yourself right. and say, like, okay, did I actually do everything yeah. to yeah. make this work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not like that John Maxwell thing. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Totally. Like, and they're going to imitate you. But you're, so you're telling me about like, you have managed to convince your cooks, your, do you call them cooks? 
Uh, what do you call it? I like to say the bakers. You bakers. Yep. Bakers, not cooks. The bakers. baking team. The baking team. Yep. Yeah. Olive Garden has cooks. Rocco's Donuts has a baking team. Yep. Um, you you told me like you have they love coming to work and you've managed to convince them that running around and making donuts is like an awesome thing to do because and you take care of them, I assume. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, that was just like really, really impressive. Um, and then what you said, good organizations are made on good teams. Um, what's one thing you're doing right now to make sure you're pouring into your people and building your people? One of the things that we've had to definitely spend more time on is individually like meeting with people and mm. not just assuming that everybody's good. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you can bring somebody in and like, you know, things start to just get, you start to get into a groove and you can assume that like, you know, things seem to be going well. Yeah. So I'm just going to assume that they're fine. Yeah. Um, and so I've had to be a lot more intentional recently about saying like, you know, when you get to a certain threshold of, of employees, like yeah. we get a lot now, um, like individually taking time to see how they're doing, not just yeah, yeah, yeah. in their role, but like in With life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, my mom, my mama always says, Cause she's, she owns a business, um, and she's worked in a business that was not great. Okay. And she says like all the time, people have more going on than yeah. just your, your business. Totally. Like they have a life, they have children, but that's all, all the time. They've got more going on than just your business. Yeah. Um, and I think there's, there may have been a turning point. I hope, uh, at least there is in culturally where employers are starting to realize like, if I want a good business, I have to take care of my people. Mm-hmm. And if I do that. I mean, Simon Sinek is all about that kind of stuff. And, yep. uh, I mean, it takes good leaders, good men to like do that kind of thing. Yeah, not every... And the other thing is, like, not everyone's motivated by the same thing. Right. Like, I'm motivated mm-hmm. by money. So, but I'm also not just motivated by money. Right. Like, money at the expense of what? Yeah, yeah. And so I don't want to make a ton of money, but also have zero life. Right. Um. Some people might be more like that might be yeah. like you know what i don't care i'll work seven days a week yeah and I, i'm just i'm just trying to bank as much as possible other people yeah. are like you know what i like having more flexible schedule yeah i like more vacation time yeah yeah um or and, and other people like receive um things differently too like yeah. some people might say hey i'm gonna give you a cash bonus mm-hmm. um or i'm gonna give you a gift yeah. or you know this person responds really well to like you actually just like taking them out as a team and like like having some um, like pu- like a public um, way of showing your appreciation. For oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. yes, yeah. Um, public and, like, recognition and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So not everybody's the same, and that's been that's been pretty eye opening too. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever taken your strength finders? Ooh, I don't they, know. So they just had us take them here, so. or at least they had the new new people, relatively new, new people, take them here. And I've taken the Strength Finders assessment before. It's basically like, what are you good at? What are you not? Sure. When it comes to work, what's your driving factors? And um, it's it's very specific to work. Okay. It's not. It's less of a personality assessment. And um, but I had taken it before, and now that I'm a little bit older. I'm able to like, I better understand myself as it relates to work. And so I just took it again. And my number one strength um, on Strength Fighters, nothing else was really close because they gave you top five, was significance, which means 
I am entirely motivated by being trying to be significant. Okay. Like money, the other four strengths all support that one thing. Yep. So like if my needs are taken care of and my family's taken care of, the only thing I actually care about is finishing a mission that is significant to someone else. Okay. And that that's it. Yeah. Which means when you have that, that's your like money. I'm like, whatever. Sure. Does, did it matter? Yeah. Um, and which is probably why when I was in my earlier years, when I worked in oil and gas, I was like, I don't care. Totally. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. whatever. I'm not doing anything other than looking at these contracts. For real. Um, and you're right. So it's so different. Everyone is so different in their, um, in their motivation. But you had also said this last weekend when we were talking, you're like, yeah, like I'd like to make more money, but that's also not the thing that only drives me. Right. Like it does. It definitely drives. It's great. Yep. It's good to provide. It's good to have good income. That's a. It's not. There's nothing wrong with having a good income. Totally. And there's nothing noble about poverty. Nope. Um, believe me, I know. <laughs> like, um, the one time in my life, I was about as poor as a trash can. Yeah. Um. And I you, hey, you I grew. Me. I grew up poor too. So. Yeah, lo- did you really? And I honestly, I appreciate that I grew up poor. Yeah. I think it gave me a chip on. Give my entire family a chip on our shoulder. Did it really? And I feel like it's been a good propellant. Yeah. But uh, I'm also like, yeah, keep going. And now you have a great product. Yeah. yeah I know. And you guys get to do it together as a family. And that and that's the thing. It's fun. Yeah. Like we're building something, and that's, you know, I we refer to the debate. I think you were getting to this earlier. I refer to the bakers as the baking team. Yeah. But I also see our company, our organization, as like a sports team. Yeah. Okay. And so, I think that's why I ended up being like, you know, what we're like we're the baking team. So I actually got everybody on the baking team these varsity jackets, and it's got like this R stitched on the Did you really? left chest. Yeah. So like all the guys have like a varsity jacket. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's awesome. But I and I also refer to them as athletes. Like you uh-huh. got you guys are athletes. Yeah. Um. Also because the work can be physical. <laughs> yeah. Like you're lifting fifty pound bags of flour. Like all day in the bakery yeah. that like everything in the bakery is heavy equipment. Yeah. And so like you have no choice but to get into shape. Like you yeah. might not show up in shape, but if you're going to stick around, you end up getting in shape. Yeah. And so legit almost every, we, I would say at least 50% of the company is like aspiring, like bodybuilders. Like we've got, <laughs> it's funny because it's a donut shop, but we got so many people that love lifting weights and yeah. like, I'm like, we have, this is legit a sports team. Yeah. Like we're, we, you got to be in the gym to get in shape. Yeah. Um, but you're also around people that you like being around. You're like, it's, it's, it's more than just the donuts. And right. that's, I think how we've gotten people to stick around yeah. and do like a job and be part of something that might on the outside seem like, ah, oh, it's a simple task. You're like, you're baking things or you're yeah. cutting donuts or whatever. But it's like, it's more than that because we've been able to kind of create this culture of yeah, like we've got something unique here right. and special and it's also just kind of like fun work. Yeah. Um, cause we're, yeah. And it's kind of, yeah. How, how Dude, I love it. my job, but I'm like, I can go work for Rocco's donuts. Oh yeah. You'd be a perfect I, I, guy. I'm like, put me in the, put me in the back. I want to be on the baking team. That's right. Like don't, I don't want to do the register, <laughs> no. but I'll do the baking oh, team. Heck no. I'd go hang out with those guys in for the back. Real. Um, well, dude, so one of the things, though, that I also admire, there's a lot that I admire about you, um, is you run a very, very successful business that, how many hours a week do you think you work? Ooh. Right now, probably 
50 to eh, 50. 50. Yeah. So, but because a lot of times people are like, if you start a business, your forever is working 80 hours a week to get it done. Yeah. You work 50 hours, but then you also, you're a small group leader at the church. Yep. You are on the, you are the, uh, What's your what's your position at Ashland? It's um, you're like the di- first time impression director. Yeah, I want to say it's impressions. You make impressions sure people right. feel welcome yep. when they come to our church, and you lead a team here. Yep. So you newly newly here, yeah. And you, yeah, you just got promoted there, and you're doing the CLA thing at the church. Yeah. So you you've got your really successful business. You're also really involved in building a church. Yeah. Um, and one of the things on the podcast that like I really want to push guys to is, well, build a family, build your church, yep. build your business yep. or whatever you do, make an impact in that order. Cause like the business, that's a lot of guys. They're like, I'm get, I'm going after that. Yeah. But then at the, at the expense of their church and their family, totally. And you have, not, you have not neglected you, you're I mean, you have your own family. Yet. You're not married just yet. You will be. I believe it. Hey, we're that's, You're that's, a, oh, that's like, the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. But like you didn't neglect your church family. No. And you actually you're working very diligently to build your church family. Yeah. And so you had said this last weekend, like, I have found when I'm busiest, that's when I'm the most productive. Like when your schedule's the fullest. Yep. So could you speak to like the, to a little bit of like how are you balancing I've got all my work? but I've also, I've got the church and like what drives you to help build this church here in Massachusetts? Yeah. I feel like I'm, I definitely have say more time on my hands than you do. Uh, yeah. married with a daughter and, yeah. uh, one on the way. Yeah. But, um, at the same time I would say, yeah, it's 50 hours. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's 40. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to take over your entire life. Right. It's also partially a hobby. So like, you know, when I get home, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to like work on this thing here or there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but ultimately my goal this year has been like getting it a little bit more as, as, as a leader, you should be able to not be working that you yeah. shouldn't be working 80 hours a week. Right. If you are, you probably have an issue with delegating some things right. and building some people around you that you can actually pass right. some things off to and then just like lead them well. Yeah. But totally. I, um, I think that, I forget who said it this weekend. Maybe it was P Dev, but um, like leaders lead. And like, yeah. if you're a leader, you're going to lead wherever you are. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, this person's like, n- like a complete mute and like to themselves and right. doesn't have any relationships in this yeah. aspect of their life. But when they go yeah. to work, man, they're the friendliest person. They're leading everybody and every yeah. circle they walk into, um, they find themselves a leader. It's not how it works. And so I think when you are recruiting people, especially like, in a church, yeah. you want the people who are the busiest because they can figure out how to handle more stuff right? Um, and not handle more stuff in a sense of like, it shouldn't take your entire life, but can you be somebody who can compartmentalize and get things done? Yeah. And for me, I know that um, for when we're building this business, mm-hmm. it is kind of for me. Like, yeah, it's for like everyone involved, yeah. but from like, it's kind of like, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to build something and be more financially like free and mm-hmm. even have like more just freedom in general. Yeah. But 
if I was just building the business and that was it, and I was spending all my life, all my time chasing after building a great organization, even if I was building great people in mm. that business, I would yeah. feel halfway empty if yeah. I was giving nothing back to the church. And I think right. by being able to be in like both, like have one foot in one and one foot in yeah. the other, it actually makes me feel like I'm really living out that purpose. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and they have great crossover. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, m- almost every, okay, so I went to Worcester State. Yeah. But I went for that's health. That's where my wife went. Yeah. I, oh, she did? Yeah, you okay. guys were in this, like the same school. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you ever crossed paths. Yeah, but... I don't even know. Um, I don't remember. What's just you get? You guys the same age, everything. Yeah, cause what, is she thirty one. She's thirty one, and she studied public health. Okay, we're probably in some of the same classes. Yeah, yeah. that's why I wonder. If she, I wonder if she was in the class that I like ended up getting like yelled at by, or <laughs> or that I was falling asleep in. Yeah, but um, <laughs> the uh, I don't want to say I learned nothing in college. I learned some things but yeah. i learned more about leadership mm-hmm. in the church yeah um, so good like so true a lot of the books that i've read on leadership yeah were passed to me from from pastors yeah um people who invested in me i got around i learned how to like build teams in the church yeah and so it was completely transferable yeah. into business yeah and what's also awesome is that things that i've learned in business and building things there completely transferable yeah. into church and so like as a as a christian like business owner as a christian leader like i think it's i think it's such a good thing and such a good feeling to be yeah. able to be in both right um you're like you're able to pour into both of them and both things can pour into your life and i mean i don't yeah. think i would ever want it any other way yeah, absolutely have i told you my thing about how i think um leadership is a uniquely Christian idea. Have I talked to you about this? So in the origins, so, um, when uh, God's talking to David, he says, I have made you shepherd over my people and I have made you prince. Well, that word prince can also be translated as leader. Okay. So I have made you shepherd and I have made you leader, Mm. um, of my people because God's looking for shepherd leaders and Prior to, as far as I can tell in my studies, prior to Jesus, every form of leadership was based solely on authority. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the first person to mix authority with a willingness to lead people by being among them. You know, uh, That's so, so true. Yeah, so God's always has always been looking for shepherd leaders, people who are willing to be among the people, yeah. which is to serve them, um, and to lead them. And since then, it's kind of like taken off and people are starting to realize the best way to lead people in an organization is to take care of them, which is another way of saying yeah, to serve them. them. Yeah. So it's like, I'm almost sure that the form of leadership that most people are striving after today is a uniquely Christian idea that they just don't recognize um, that came from the scripture. Oh, you're you're so true. Yeah, isn't, I, isn't, so like, true. I think, and so the part of the, I think part of the reason we learned the best leadership in churches, um, is because one, it's all done on influence. Yep. You have no, like you're, you can't pay people. No. That's all gone. <laughs> so you have to imitate a way of life that people are like, I want to imitate you, but also you're really good at what you do. And I want to imitate that. Also you take care of me. So I will follow whatever you say. Yeah. So I can pass that on to 
other people. Because yeah. at the end of the day, everything that we most desire is internal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think you just demonstrate that so well, like at work. You're, you're a success. This is what, one of the reasons I want to have you on. You're very successful in the world. You're very successful in the church. And you carry yourself in such a way that nobody's like, oh, look, if Vinny the rich guy. They're like, dude, I love Vinny. <laughs> They're like, I love Vinny. That guy's awesome. Nobody talks about your successful. They do mention your business. Yeah. It's always like, yeah, Vinny, he owns Rocco's. He's awesome. They talk about like your character. Wow. Um, yeah, dude. You, I appreciate you, just, that. you do that so well. Um, we're at the segment of the podcast where I'm going to ask you the toughest question. Okay. What kind of man do you want to be? The kind of man I want to be, um, I want to be somebody that's known for good character, that's generous, um, not just generous like financially, but like generous with my time, generous with like knowledge. Like I love learning new things and then yeah. I get even more excited about like, hey, like I want I want to teach you this thing. Yeah. Like I want to show you this thing that I just like learned about because I think it's going to help you like that kind of stuff fires yeah. me up. Well, I can attest that you are generous with your knowledge. Vinny, so I changed my <laughs> header because Vinny told me to. And everything he does, I just copy and paste into a notebook and be like, I'm going to do exactly what you just said. Um, you are generous with what you know. Thank and you. I'm like, so you're doing great. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, but. so I would say that, like the, the generous piece. Um, I just want, like, honest. Mm, like, I want to be known good. as an honest person. Like, yeah. whether it's business, I think you can be... Um, I don't think you have to be walked all over. Yeah. Um, but I also think that you don't have to do things that are crooked right. to be successful. Amen. Um, yeah. So I want to be known as someone that's honest um, and just like a leader that people want to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone's always looking for someone to follow. Yep. Ultimately, like I look for people to follow too. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a reason why I found myself at this church yep. um, that I'm currently at. And I... Um, yeah, I just want to be, that's it. That's it. You want to be a man of good character, honest, hardworking, generous with what you know and with your money. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You got anything else you want to leave the people with before we wrap up this episode? I would say to the young men that are um, that listen to this podcast, if you're you know, thinking about um, the man you want to be, mm-hmm. um, or even like, you know, what does that look like occupationally? Um, it doesn't look the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, know that um, if you have an idea mm-hmm. and you want to go for it, like, yeah. actually give it an honest try. Like, try to come yeah. up with a way come on. to do it. No matter, no matter, like, what people are telling you. I feel like a lot of times the quick answer if you try to get someone's opinion on something yeah. is like uh, I don't know I don't know if you can really do that can you really yeah. make that a success Keaton you sure you want to do a podcast <laughs> like you know how many podcasts are out there but like millions mil- yeah but like it was the same for us with donuts it was yeah. like do you really like is that really something that you guys want to try yeah. and it's like you don't know until you try right um, I like taking risk yeah um, I think life's fun more fun yeah. when you take risk um, not like, not crazy. I'm not trying to go like skydiving without a parachute and like, right, like, right, right. Get caught. You're, but not, like, you're not an idiot. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, um, like if you can, if you can come up with like a good business plan yeah. and like you, you kind of have a path to success, not just like yeah. throwing money, not just like taking out a loan yeah. and having like no real, 
um, like plan yeah. to get there. Not that yeah. you have to have everything figured out. No. But um, I think sometimes you got to take a risk. Yeah. And when you're young, you 100%. have way more uh, time. You do have time. And you have... It, you even have time. You have more time to fail. You have more. Yeah, the consequences only affect you. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So like, I'd say like, go for it. Like, yeah. if, if you you know get around some of the right people who might be able to help you, yeah, um, educate you, and then just like, the internet is so vast. You yeah. can learn basically anything. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you could even go get funding. Like, there's so many ways to get funding now. You yeah. don't have to have, like, money in your pocket or like, rich parents or um and it, like you could there's all these different types of yeah. funding sources for like young entrepreneurs yeah. and uh it's really just about how much work yeah. do you really want to put in right yeah that was going to say i was like if you're going to start something if you're going to start some sort of business or brand or you know whatever you want to start do as much as you can for free exactly like th- like push and hustle yeah. if you take if the first thing you think you need to do is take out a loan yep like it's not going well yeah you know um I think Mark Cuban said that actually. Um, he had said, "Like do as much as you can for free before you have to buy anything." Totally, because it comes down to like sweat equity is what he called it. Yeah. Um, but then, oh, you had said something that also got me thinking. Um, oh, you learn just as much by doing. Like this, in my experience, you learn as much just as much by doing as you do by studying. Yeah. So if you're sitting there and you're studying and studying and studying, trying to figure it out, but you haven't taken a step, mm-hmm. man, take a step. Take some action. You're going to learn a lot along the way. Definitely. And, and the people who don't give up are the ones who are successful. Yeah. You're not going to get, you're not going to know everything. And even if you think you know everything and say, like, uh, okay, now I'm going to go take a step. Right. Like you're better off just taking some steps and like oh, tripping yeah. up and yeah. like falling in. That's what our first business was. Our first business, I wouldn't consider, I wouldn't, I didn't want to say it was a failure. It wasn't a failure and it wasn't a success, but it was like an education. Yeah and that's so good that's a great line that's how i like reconcile spending a lot of time in that business which was like you know me and my dad talk about that all the time it's like ah man like this is so much better than our other business like yeah but we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that education that we got um and even now it's still an education like we're not where like we're we want to be yeah um but we're enjoying the process and i think that's what it is too is like enjoying what you're doing yeah. enjoying the process of it. If you can fall in love with the process and yeah. stop thinking that you're going to at some point get to a place in your life, either financially, relationally, yeah. um, you know, in business, you're speaking my dad's whatever. language. Oh, am I? I got oh, to yeah. listen to that last pops is that last all podcast. about enjoying the process. Yeah. It's like, I always say that like, I, I'm all about the story. I love the story. I yeah. think one of the reasons that we're even like, like growing the way we are is because people have fallen in love with the Rocco story. Yeah. And I just love, I love people's stories and yeah. I just love doing things. Yeah. Even if they don't make sense because I'm like, you know what? Hey, if this doesn't work out, at least no. I don't have a cool story to tell. That's right. Like whatever. And yeah. so I love, I love that idea. And so if you can just fall in love with the idea of, um, the process yeah. and not just the results, um, I think you're going to, live a much more fulfilling life that's so good yeah so good well Vinny, thank you for coming on yeah hey everybody thank you for listening that is Vinny of Rocco's Donuts here in Massachusetts 
uh, follow that Rocco's Donut uh, on Instagram because you are, well, maybe don't. It's going to make you want some donuts because the Instagram is amazing. But thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Share it with a friend. If you didn't like anything I said, just pretend you didn't listen because that will help us out too. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.